This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hagistilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Welcome to the More Than Conquerors New Fall 2022 radio season and Pastor Ray Hagistilianos' dynamic 11-part series premiere entitled, It's Time to Set Your Spiritual Priorities. Each and every day, in order to get to the next day in an orderly fashion, our lives are best run by prioritizing the worldly tasks that need to be done. If setting worldly priorities are so important, how much more important is it to set spiritual priorities too? After all, didn't God command us to seek ye first the kingdom of God? And why is it that when things are prioritized spiritually in our lives, everything else in the natural seems to line up too? Why does pastor identify seeking fellowship with God and developing faith through stronger prayer as intimate spiritual priorities? Here's more of Pastor Ray's first four life-changing lessons on the importance of why it's time to set your spiritual priorities. It's in that place, that simple place where we are quiet in the presence of God. And you see, this is the, this is the very place that most Christians run from. Because most of us don't want to, we don't want to have serious fellowship with God because I think sometimes we're, we know what God is going to say and we don't want to hear it. We're not being honest with God anymore. We're not being honest with ourselves anymore. We've masked it with a, with a religion. We've masked it, masked it with our work. Well, look at what I'm doing for you, God. Look at what I'm doing for your church. Look how I'm giving. Look how I'm working. Look how I'm producing. I, I'm, I'm sold out to you. God doesn't want your work. He wants your heart. He doesn't want your activity. He wants you. And we can't replace our work and our activity for that fellowship with God and that deep relationship with Him. See, that's why, that's why I say every one of us, number one priority, we've got to get back to that secret place with God. Not, and, and don't let that scare you. That's not like some spiritual place. That means, man, sometime, sometime during the day, you've got to shut out everything you do. And you've got, to, you've got to turn to God, just you and Him, and begin to just talk to Him and let Him talk back to you. Praise Him, worship Him, thank Him, listen to Him. Sit in a quiet place because it's in that quiet place that God will begin to speak to your heart in very, very powerful ways. And I'm going to tell you what, I think one of the things that's lacking in a lot of, a lot of our lives is that we, we may have what we call prayer time, but we don't come out of prayer time with any revelation. We don't come out of prayer time changed. We don't come out of prayer time invigorated. We just pray because it's the thing to do. Let's just pray because we're supposed to pray. Let's pray because it's my duty. Let's pray and prayer becomes a work and an activity and it's no longer fellowshipping with God based upon a relationship with God. It's just work. I did my prayer time today. I did my work today. So God must be pleased with me. 
And we don't even know. And we come out of prayer time devoid of any power, devoid of any revelation, devoid of any word from God, devoid of any touch from God. And really, I'm going to tell you what, if you're, if, you're really, if you're really fellowshipping with God, if you're really getting intense with God and fellowshipping with Him, and even if you're a married couple, I'm going to tell you what, yeah, you ought to fellowship with God together, but you need to fellowship with God apart too. You need some private time with God because He needs to deal with you as an individual. But when you're really fellowshipping with God, I'm going to tell you what, you, you can't help but come out of that prayer time different than the way you went in. And it sounds so spiritual, but it really isn't. It's very, very simple. God, look, what you, look at what you created for me to enjoy. Wow. I begin to meditate on the vastness of God. I mean, have you, have you just stopped to think about this? That there is a universe out there. Billions and billions of stars and planets and all kinds of things floating around and flying around. And here we are, this little earth. Do you know that if we were... If we were on the other side of the galaxy and we looked down, Earth would be nothing but a little speck. And God created all of this. I had a conversation with somebody recently and they were talking about, you know, well, how could you believe in God and all that? And, and I, I used that example. I said, you know what? It takes more faith to believe that there's not a God. When you look at how everything is perfectly balanced... The earth tilts one degree this way, we freeze to death. It tilts one degree this way, we burn to death. It, 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 if anything in space is out of order, just one little degree, it throws everything out of balance and we can have calamity. You're going to tell me there ain't a God? You're going to tell me somehow some, this stuff just blew up like, like, like spin art and it just... <laughs> Do you realize? So sometimes I just think about how awesome... And how in, in the vastness of all of this space and all of this stuff, God still knows me and loves me personally. I mean, I mean you got to fellowship with God. I'll tell you what, it puts things in the right perspective. It straightens your, it straightens your brain out. You see, this is the problem why so many believers are so encumbered and so nervous and so upset and so topsy-turvy because we're not fellowshipping with God. We know about God. We love God. We, we pray. We have a, a degree of prayer life. But I believe that it's become so mechanical and so devoid of any sensitivity or passion or fire. It's, it's more mechanical than it is relational. Number one priority is we got to get back to just fellowshipping with God. And listen, listen, don't let your fellowship with God be a method. This is why I had, I had some problem, uh, you know, some years ago there were, there were people following all these different methods. Let's get up early in the morning. Let's, I don't know if you remember, but pray the Our Father and go through all these prayers. And, and everybody was doing it at 6 o'clock in the morning for an hour and praying. And I just couldn't get into it. And I realized that the reason why I couldn't get into it because it was so mechanical. You know, and, and finally, I, I, got, I got it. Finally, I got it. It's not the time of prayer that matters. 
We ought to have times of prayer. But it's not the time of prayer that God wants us to focus in on. It's that we ought to live a life of prayer, which really means a life of fellowshipping with God. So throughout the day, I'm talking to him. Throughout the day, I'm yielding to him. Throughout the day, I'm listening to him. Throughout the day, I'm seeking his advice. Sometimes just stop and say, Lord, you know what? I really love you today. Right now, I'm just overwhelmed with love for you. Look at what you've done for me. Look at my life. Look at, look at the family you've given me. Some of you need to say this. Look at the husband you've given me. Look at the wife you've given me. Look at the children. Look at the blessings. Look at the, the material things. Look at the church. If you really are spiritual, say, look at the pastor that you've given me. <laughs> But it's getting back to that place. You said, don't worry. See, um, I had your finger. Your finger's probably fallen asleep by now in, in Mark's Gospel, chapter 4. But this is, this is the story of the sower with the word. And you know the story. In verse 14, it says, the sower sows the word. These are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. Uh, they hear Satan comes in immediately, takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. And then verse 16, these are like... Likewise are the ones sown by stony ground, who when they hear the word immediately receive it with gladness. They have no root in themselves and so endure only for a time. Afterward, when tribulation or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. And now, this is the one I want to focus in on. Now, these are the ones sown among the thorns. They are the ones who hear the word. Notice that everybody's hearing the word here. So that means they're sitting in church or they're sitting in the meetings. So he's not talking to non-believers. He's talking to believers. Because they're listening to the word. The word got sown. And he says, now listen, and the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the desire for other things entering in choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. So here again, he points out how devastating the distractions are, how devastating it is when we get our priorities out of sync when we put all of our focus on this life and, and the things we have to do and the cares of this world and trying to, you know, do all our, our uh, natural things and our, our priority switches from God first to things first. Anybody know what I'm talking about? So number one priority is relationship, i.e. fellowship with God or fellowshipping with God. Because without him, according to John 15, 5, without him, we can do nothing. You can't accomplish a thing. And that's, that's something that I think we all need to admit all the time. Jesus, without you, I'm nothing. Without you, I can't accomplish. Is anybody getting anything out of this in my, my, my speaking clearly here tonight? So number one priority for this, this new year is, is let's get back to fellowshipping with God. See, and I can tell, I can't get off of this point. I've got a few more things here, but I may have to continue this because I just can't get, I can tell when a person is fellowshipping with God and not just, here, not just complaining to God. That's not fellowship. How, how would you like it if your husband or your wife, all they did when they were together with you is nag you and complain? I saw some people I saw some people lift up and kind of uh -huh, shake their head. 
Does that mean you're in that kind of relationship? I mean, how would you like that? How, how prosperous, how healthy could a relationship be where all you do is nagging? See, you can't complain at God. And you can tell, I can tell in five, five seconds, 15 seconds, uh, 15 seconds. I can tell in 15 seconds where a person is in their fellowship with God. I can tell if you've been fellowshipping with God or you've been fellowshipping with the television set. I can tell if you've been fellowshipping with God or fellowshipping with something else. I can tell in 15, 20 seconds. I can identify because it shows. When a person fellowships with God, it shows. In their, didn't it show in Moses' life? When he came down from the mountain, what did the people see? They saw his face shining bright like sunshine. See, that leads us to understand that when we spend time with God, we are changed. We come out of that prayer time different. We are shining. There's something about us. We're glowing when we come out of that, that fellowship with God. And it's in that place where we leave all of our worries, all of our cares, all of the frustrations, all of the sinful thoughts and desires and all of this stuff stays behind when we're fellowship. Does that make sense to everybody here? I can't get off that point. Because I, 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 I just, I can tell. Because I can tell how people talk to me. I can tell what people are saying to God just by the council sessions or the, they're not even, sometimes they're not even official council sessions. They're in the lobby sessions. <laughs> or while I'm walking down the hallway sessions. I can tell exactly the kind of fellowship that they're having with God because it's, it's the kind of fellowship they're having with me. I don't have a pastor. I'm doing this and I'm doing that and nothing's changing and I don't understand and blah, 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 blah and I'm offended by this and offended by that. This one didn't do this and this one didn't do that. And if you're talking to me that way, then that's exactly how you're talking to God. Because if you brought that language, if you brought that language into fellowship with God, God would pick you up by the back of your neck and shake you until all of that stuff was loose from you. You would be convicted if you got into the presence of God with that kind of talk. Because the very first thing is, I'm acting ridiculous right now. I'm acting silly right now. I'm being offended. I'm, I'm really negative and I got to stop this. God, for, sometimes, I mean, sometimes I've, I've been in that place and God, forgive me, I... I'm being doubtful right now. Forgive me, God. I'm, I'm, I sound like a baby. How many of you know Enoch? It says Enoch, Enoch walked with God, and then he was no more. He got into such deep fellowship with God that he just got caught up, and God swooped him away bodily. Never happened before. Never happened again. I mean, it happened then, but never happened again. Never happened before. It happened and never happened again. He said he walked with God. It didn't mean that he just casually. He walked with God and he was no more. So there is, there is truth to what I'm saying here tonight, that when we, when we fellowship with God, that's the number one priority in our life. When we fellowship with God, it's going to change us. I remember Jacob, story of Jacob, right? He was, a, he was a scoundrel. And it says that he wrestled with the angel of God all night long. 
that was a, that was a, a, a form of, of fellowshipping, seeking God. He wrestled with the angel of the Lord all night long. And he said, he began to say, he said, he had intense fellowship. This was, this was intense fellowship. He said, I'm not letting you go until you bless me. And then the angel took his finger and put it in the socket of his hip. And it said he came out of that intense fellowship and he had a limp. You know why? Because his walk changed after he had intense fellowship with God. That's why he limped. That was the sign that something changed as a result of that time of that intense fellowship with the Lord. He came out different than the way he went in. Woo! His walk changed. This is it, man. We can preach. We can sing. We can clap. We can jump. We can do the Lord's work. We can work ourselves to the bone. Doing all kinds of activity. But if we do not have priority number one in place, and that is relationship with God, fellowshipping with Him on a daily basis, constantly exchanging my weakness for His strength, constantly looking to Him as my source, constantly humbling myself in His presence. If I don't have that going on, I'm see, that's, a, that's another thing. Oh, man. Ooh. Man, you know, when people get puffed up with pride, that, that's a symptom of very poor fellowship with God. Because when you're fellowshipping with God, I'm going to tell you why pride can't, 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 no. no. No, when you enter into that intense fellowship with God and you're in His presence, you come out humble, changed, man, different. You almost have to envision that every step you're taking, God is right there taking it with you. There's no place I'm going that God is not with me. There's no challenge I face that God is not with me. There's no situation I face that God... See, fellowshipping with God, when I face these things, say, God, what are we going to do about it? Not a, what am I going to do about it. What are we going to do about this, God? And sometimes you have to say, God, what are you going to do about it? Because <laughs> there's nothing I can do. I've done everything. But you understand, that's getting back... And that's got to be priority number one. Never got to any other priority tonight except priority number one. Because really, 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 every other priority that I want to talk about, it's all second to this. Because this is, see, this is why I don't understand why people think that they're going to get through life without a relationship with God. I just had this conversation with a, with a, with a fellow um, that, that was doing some work for me and, and, um, and I was having this conversation with him because he got married and he's only three months into the marriage and it's fallen apart already. His wife moved out and, and, he, and they're already going to counseling. I'm thinking three months into the marriage, she's gone. You've got to go to a counselor and, and you, I mean, whoa, you're in big trouble. So I've been listening to him because I've, I've been, he's, we've been together a number of times and we spend some of our time talking and I'm just a good listener and I just listen, you know, and I'm thinking, you know, what could I say? Sometimes you just have to listen. And finally I said, you know, I said, you know what? Can I just say something to you? I said, you know, you need God in your life. And I just shared, I said, you know, you need God in your life. I said, I, every, human's, every human is born with like a hole in them, like a donut. And people try to fill that hole with all kinds of things. 
And really, I said, I come to find out that the only thing that satisfies that hole and fills that hole properly is God. And then I, I, you, got, you got to take it, listen, you got to take it a step farther because you can't, you can't just leave him with God because there are all kinds. Because then he starts saying, that, yeah, well, you know, you're reminding me of something. He says, that's really good. He said, that, that is really, really good. And I'm thinking, really? <laughs> I didn't say that much. He said, no, no, thank you, thank you. You know, I said some other things. And then I said, you know, you've got to put your faith in Jesus Christ. You've got to say Jesus. Because when you start saying God, they think Buddha, Confucius, Muhammad, Allah. They think about all these other... You can't say God. You have to say Jesus. Is everybody with me? I said, you got to put your faith in Jesus. And I began to just tell them a little, you know, what God has done in my life. And I said, you know, I don't know where I'd be. I'd probably be dead today if it wasn't for Jesus in my life. And I said, you need a Bible. You see, you got to be specific. Because the world is talking in generalities and you don't know what God you're talking about. I said, you need a Bible. You need a church. You need somewhere where someone is teaching you the word of God because you can go all the counselors you want to go, go to. I said, but without God in your life, you're never going to get anywhere. I said, that's, that's the, and he was like, wow, that's really good. I'm really glad you, I'm really glad you said that to me. I, that, that really, wow, that really, that, that really, and I thought, wow, all right, praise God. And then I just shut up. I said all I had to say, and then I just shut up. Because really what it is, you need a relationship with God. God can fix everything in your life. God wants to fix and help every area of your life. But you, you've got to fellowship with him. You've got to submit your life to him. Now, don't you say amen, say, that's right, Pastor Ray, because I'm a believer and I believe that. Because there are a lot of believers that have the relationship with God, but are not in fellowship. They're not fellowshipping with him. Just like I said a few minutes ago, you, yeah, you're in a relationship, you're saved, you're going to heaven, but you are missing out on the sweet fellowship that you should be having and the benefits that come from fellowshipping with God, not once a week, but every day. Not just when you're in trouble, but every day. Not just when you have questions, but every day. <laughs> fellowshipping with him. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow, the protection, the covering, that wonderful place. Wow. So, number one priority is relationship with God. And number one thing that we all have to get back to if we're going to be successful and we're going to, we're going to get to our destination is getting back to that place of fellowshipping with Him on a daily basis. God will give you wisdom. God will give you instruction. God will give you help. God will make all the fuzzy things clear. He'll give you peace. He'll give you direction. He'll give you boldness. He'll give you the courage that you seek when you spend that time with Him in that secret place and you fellowship with Him. Can I get a better amen? We're going to stop right there. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. 
Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you missed any of the hundreds of inspiring, life-changing Bible study messages of encouragement taught by Pastor Ray on this More Than Conquerors radio station, such as those on salvation, healing, miracles, faith, forgiveness, and many more, podcast downloads of all these programs are yours free of charge by simply going to PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com and clicking on Podcasts. That's podcasts at either PastorRayNY.com ny.com or wmca.com thank you for listening to and supporting this ministry of god-centered lessons of integrity and victory from the word of god and being ever mindful that as life's challenges come god's word is truth and will always impact our lives in a positive way in making us more than conquerors